Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. I am your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for almost 20 years, and I've learned a thing or two along the way. Here's what I know. This podcast is for you, average dental assistant who wants to up their game to rockstar status. We are banding together to do better and be better, so get ready to catch some pearls. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. This week on the show, I really want to talk about empathy. Now, empathy in its definition is the ability to share and understand feelings of another. I think this is a really important thing to cover just because as dental assistants, we need to harness empathy every day in the practice, right? Whether it's patients dealing with anxiety or loss or anything that's related to the oral cavity, you know, it's just we have this what they call EQ, which is emotional intelligence. If we harness it and use it for good, you can make a huge difference in your practice with patient care. Sometimes you feel happy. Sometimes you feel sad. Sometimes you feel excited. Sometimes you feel mad. You might laugh today. You might cry today. You might feel many different feelings. And they're all okay. So I'm going to share with you guys a story from my week that I think will resonate with you. Because at some point in your dental assistant career, I guarantee you've run across the type of patient that I'm about to describe. So the patient walks in, he or she, (laughs) uh, presents right away with anxiety. You know, they're in the waiting room. They've got the hands like clapped together. You can tell that they're moving their mouth a lot. They're just sitting there looking around. That's their body language, right? That's already an indicator that they're having some anxiety. You go to take the patient back to the treatment room and the first thing they do when you walk through that threshold is stop. They turn around and look at you and they say, no offense, no offense, but I really don't like the dentist. I hate the dentist. I just, you know, this, I don't like anything in my mouth. I don't like the shots. They're very descriptive. A lot of times what they'll do (laughs) is they'll stand there. They'll procrastinate as much as possible. They'll think of excuses. Either they'll tell you about a past experience or they will just reiterate on how much they dislike getting treatment done. A lot of times they'll say they have to use the bathroom. Fight or flight. (laughs) These guys are petrified to some extent of having this procedure done and anything that they can do to prolong the inevitable is better. The fact that they got to your office in the first place after having a treatment plan presented and they came back to commit for work, that's huge for them, right? So what do you want to do? You want to emphasize that. Hey, you did so good. You've already done half the work today. You got out of bed. You left your office. You came here knowing that we were going to help you and, and get some of these teeth taken care of. So make sure you reiterate with positivity. 
All right, so they've gone to the bathroom, they come back. Uh, (laughs) A lot of times they'll still be hesitant to sit down. So what I like to do is um, give them control, right? We've talked about this before. A lot of times if they're standing up in the operatory, I'll go ahead and sit in the assistant chair and I'll look up at them. This gives them the sense of control, right? I will listen to them. You guys, schedule accordingly. If you know a patient has high anxiety, you make sure that in your team huddle in the morning, you guys have talked about it. Okay, so Jane John is coming in and we know that they have a high anxiety. So let's put a little fluff in the schedule so that if they do procrastinate um, and, you know, we have to talk them off the ledge, (laughs) if you will, you're ready for it. It doesn't kill your, or what do they call it? Break your schedule. Uh, So here I am. I'm talking to Jane John and I'm in the assistant chair. I'm listening intently, right? So every anxiety that they want to verbalize, I take it in. I, I say, you know, if they tell me about a past experience, I'm so sorry that happened. I, I ensure you that I will do everything to change your opinion about today's procedure. And then eventually you'll talk them into the chair, right? Let's go ahead and let's get sit down. You, <laughs> if your office is awesome, which it should be because every dental office is awesome or has the potential to be awesome, you offer them comfort items, okay? So this is where you take them out of the oral space, I've said it before. This is where you go. These are some um, in-flight services that we offer. <laughs> we have nitrous oxide, which is really great for anybody dealing with a little bit of anxiety. You know, you don't want to emphasize that they are anxious. You want to acknowledge it, but you don't want to harp on it. We have Netflix, Pandora. I have some weighted blankets. I have two options at my office. I have a six pound and a 10 pound. Uh, please feel free to go ahead and and get comfortable, you know, find your favorite tunes on your phone, plug your headphones in. I'm happy to accommodate you in any way that I can. Um, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. When you get them to this place where they're in the chair, you've offered them services that might comfort them. They are going to start to get in the zone. They're, they're you know, the, the anxiety that you've, you felt when they got in there it starts to kind of run its course, right? They get comfortable, they're in their settings, uh, you know, they, they've already committed to this, they're in the chair. And I think it's really important, guys, if you have someone who is super anxious, offer them your hand during the injection. I don't care if you're a people toucher or you have a personal space issue, these guys need the empathy that I'm talking about. Offer it to them. If they say no, that's fine. Grab one of those little squishy balls or we have a squishy tooth. Give them something that they can redirect their energy on, right? Offer, like there's so many things that we do, especially with kids, you know, go ahead and raise your left foot, wiggle your toes, wiggle your toes. Okay, now raise your right foot, wiggle your toes. And if the dentist is really good at injections, they'll wiggle the cheek. I know one time we used... um, it's like a buzzy bee. <laughs> I don't know if that's the name of it, but that's what we called it. But it had like an ice pack and it was like a little vibrator and you could put it on the cheek beforehand um, just to help kind of uh, distribute the, I don't know, nerves. <laughs> I don't know, nerve confusion. Who knows what it's called? But it really did help. And then walk them through it. Okay, 
We're going to put this rubber dam on. I apologize. I know it's going to feel like maybe you can't swallow. I'm happy to, you know, accommodate. Let's set them up just a little bit. You know, our backs can handle it. Just, you know, just knowing that you have an emotional intelligence with this patient. If they already are complaining about post-nasal drip or what if I have to cough? You get that a lot. Um, Just make sure that you are completely aware of the situation. Try and get in that patient's head. Where are they at at that exact time? And what can you say or do to make their appointment go smoother? So back to my patient from this week. We get he or she (laughs) on nitrous oxide. And next thing you know, I've got, I'm holding hands. The dentist is a rock star at administering the anesthetic. Patient admits after the um, injection's complete, wow, this gas really helped. I didn't feel the pinch. I want to do that every time, you know, because apparently that service was never offered to this patient and that probably contributed to some of their anxiety, right? Um, During the procedure, you know, every couple of minutes, hey, how you doing down there? Is everything okay? Even if they don't move or give you a signal that something's going on, you want to emotionally reassure them that you're in control. You tell me how it's going and, you know, we're happy to stop. Raise your left hand at any point, you know, you need a break. Give them control, right? So by the end of this appointment, not only did the patient's blood pressure go down, which was pretty spectacular, but the opinion that he or she had of the procedure was night and day from his last procedure, I'm imagining. He didn't tell me, he or she didn't tell me what it was. Um... But it was so much better. They didn't, you know, that person said, (laughs) quote, I have never had fun at the dentist. Okay, so here's what I did. This patient I could read emotionally was into music. So they did not want to have Pandora or Netflix. They wanted to be present. So I turned the music up in the operatory And during the procedure, I would shake my head or move or dance. And I guarantee you guys, this works when it's a certain type of patient. Make sure you have emotional intelligence and you understand who your patient is. But next thing you know, like we're banding and and filling the, the restoration and his or her hands were just moving and shaking to the beat. And it took him out of that place. There are ways around it. Here's the deal. When it comes to anxiety... You're going to have echelons of patients. You're going to have that patient that comes in and will on, um, they're going to need sedation, period and dot. They, their anxiety level is so high that they will need sedation. And then there's those that come in that maybe just need nitrous oxide. And then there's those that come in that maybe just need some TLC. And then there's those patients that apparently, you know, nothing bothers them. They're amazing. Like, they don't even want anesthetic. But make sure that you have emotional intelligence so that you can read the patient and understand what it's going to take to make them comfortable. Okay, so you are the assistant who was lucky enough to change this patient's opinion about going to the dentist. couple things I want you guys to do. I want you to focus on continuity. When rescheduling that patient for other treatment, make sure that you're their chair-side assistant. Even if you can't ensure that this is the same doctor, you need some stability for that patient so that you don't completely erase all the, the work that you've done to emotionally connect with this person 
and, and get them in a comfortable place. And I want you to, to know this, that exposure therapy is a real thing. It, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen it in the last 20 years. I've seen it time and time again. I'll have a patient that comes in. They're so ridden with anxiety that they have to do sedation for the first procedure, correct? Then the second procedure, maybe they say, you know what? Because of the amnesia from the uh, sedation, that wasn't so bad. Let's try it with maybe just the gas. Okay, so then they'll go for the next procedure with just nitrous oxide. And maybe they do that for two appointments. And then they come back. What has happened to me time and time again is that they say, you know what? I think I'm ready to just go ahead. Let's just, let's just get it numb and I, I think I'm ready to do the treatment. If they're at this stage, make sure that you reassure them that at any point in the procedure, if they want to go back to the nitrous, absolutely available. It's on standby. But it's true. <laughs> Exposure therapy works and it takes time and it takes effort. And dealing with these anxiety patients, it's emotionally draining. Like when I had my patient this week, I was just tired. <laughs> What, you know, and you get the same stage of tired, uh, whether you're dealing with, you know, a high anxiety patient or a child um, who has anxiety. But just know that it's worth it. You're making a difference. You're helping someone get over a phobia. You are part of making their oral cavity healthier. You matter. <laughs> you can make a difference and you can be there for them. Like emotional intelligence is a real thing. You guys, if you want to just harness it, Maybe find a podcast that talks about reading body language or, you know, different ways to communicate with people and how other people communicate with you. Just having a little bit of an arsenal in your bag to help these guys through this anxiety will just <laughs> elevate your rock star status as a dental assistant when you know that you're not scared when they come in. You're not petrified that, you know, you've got Jane John who... It's just going to be a nightmare. It doesn't have to be that way. You guys put a little effort in and you'll see the difference, the change, and, and how much easier it actually gets to being compassionate <laughs> and not getting burnt out. But it will be draining. And every time that you see that patient, it will be less draining. And then at the end, when you only see them every six months for recare, you can say, I remember when. And, and that, that can just It'd be a great time for a review. <laughs> you know, we saw you three years ago and look where you are now compared to where you were then. We'd love for you to tell the community about your experience because you're not alone. There's lots of patients out there in the world that never imagined that dental treatment could be this way. So I just, you guys reach out to me if you have any questions. If you have any good stories of your own of uh, conquering anxiety in a patient. We'd love to hear them. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars, where we're banding together to do better and be better. Our mission is to make sure that every tomorrow is better than every yesterday that you had in your dental office. Reach out to me, DA Rockstars has a Facebook page, Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock website or Instagram. Join the Facebook group Dental Assistance Worldwide to find your tribe, 
to connect, share, grow, and learn, guys. We're on this amazing journey together, and we need to make sure that we're here to support each other, share our stories, and grow all as one. So until next week, keep on suctioning.